the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, it's time for some sanity. It's the Michelle Tafoya Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Michelle Tafoya Podcast. I am beginning this recording just after I listened to Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader, uh, talk about his Jewish history and why he's so disappointed in the protests going on that are pro, not really pro-Palestinian, they're pro-Hamas. I mean, they kind of cloak themselves under pro-Palestinian, but they, many of these protests, as you know, are saying what Hamas did was justified or denying that it even happened. So um, I don't agree with Chuck Schumer on much politically at all, but I found this speech to be necessary and I hope a lot of people heard it. It was it was personal, it was heartfelt, and it was important. It offered historical context. I wanted to get that out of the way because I, I think it, this is such a massive topic in America, to, across the world. So I wanted to get that out of the way and say that I can listen with an open mind to someone with whom I disagree politically and find common ground. And today I found it with Chuck Schumer. So I, I, I kudos to him for a very strong speech. All right. Without further ado, I've got three other topics I want to get into today. The first one is about Hunter Biden. I took some grief on X yesterday for saying that Hunter Biden should go behind closed doors. See, here's the thing. He's been subpoenaed, right? And when you get a subpoena, you don't really get to make the terms. You don't get to set the parameters. That's already been done for you. So Hunter Biden's attorney, Abby Lowell, is saying, you know what, Hunter, sure, he'll come for the deposition. He'll come to, to answer your questions, but he wants to do it in a public setting. Well, of course he does, because Hunter believes he can shape the message when the cameras are rolling. And the other thing about open public televised hearings is that they're just stages for political preening, for policy peacocks to to walk all around and show their feathers. And so I say, you know what? No, go behind closed doors, ask the questions that need to be asked, cut out all this performance art that is done by these. Because here's what would happen. You get Hunter Biden in a hearing that is televised, that is public, right? For his first hearing in front of Congress. And this is what would happen. And I'm going to exaggerate on purpose, but it's not really that much of an exaggeration. The Democrats would be, Mr. Biden, we so appreciate you being here today. Thank you. We know you've been dragged through the mud and it's been hell on you. We commend you for your brave, your courageous admission about your addiction issues. And we love your art. And we know your father loves you. And the only reason you're sitting here before us today is because of the love of your father, Hunter. Thank you for being here. What would you like to tell us about your art? That would be the Democrat approach. And then I'm not going to cut slack to the Republicans either, because they'd probably go, Hunter, did you or did you not leave cocaine in the White House? 
Hunter, were you or were you not taking money from Chinese spies? You know, it, 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 it gets performative. It gets ridiculous. So even Jen Psaki, the former White House press secretary, said of my comments about this, because I was on Outnumbered yesterday on Fox, and I, we talked about this, and I said, get it behind closed doors where the theatrics are dropped. And she said, oh, sure, get it behind closed doors where everyone can lie about it later. Well, the thing about it, Jen, and you know this better than anyone, is when you're behind closed doors and you're answering questions, it's all being documented. It's all being documented. So people can lie about it at their peril or at the risk of, you know, coming out later and looking silly. And by the way, Hunter Biden can spin it all he wants when he comes out of the room as well. So this is just a silly way to try to to make it look like Republicans are being afraid to put this in front of the public. No, I think they get a whole lot more done behind closed doors where none of this this improv art <laughs> takes place. There's there's so many ways to describe it what happens when the cameras are on in these hearings. So, uh I say get them behind closed doors first and then they even James Comer said he can do a public hearing later. But get the real questions asked and out of the way without all the performative stuff. All right. That's my first thought today about Hunter Biden. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is Ireland. And why Ireland? Well, there is this growing move in Ireland by the people in charge. Damn, that's scary. Because uh, here in America, we're supposed to be in charge. You know, yeah, we elect people to represent us. And then sometimes they don't do what we hope they do. And sometimes we keep reelecting them anyway. But in Ireland, um, they are trying to get rid of hate speech. Now, I'm not a fan of hate speech. I don't like it, but I defend it. Where speech becomes no longer within the confines of free speech is when you go threaten somebody with it. You shout in their face, you surround them like the, the people did to this Harvard Law School Jew. The people with the Palestinian scarf surrounded him and it was disgusting. That's not free speech. Now you're you're harassing someone. But if you want to have a meme that goes against somebody else's political beliefs or religious thought or whatever, that is free speech. In Ireland, what they are proposing is this big, vague umbrella law that if you were caught with a meme on your phone, someone could call the police and say, I think this guy has a meme that is hateful. And you could find yourself in front of a judge. That's terrifying. That's authoritarianism. That is what happens when people start trying to control the language. Like, oh, you misgendered me. You should go to jail. Again, a little bit of a stretch, but for the sake of example, for the sake of here's Here's the slippery slope we're on, okay? So let me read you a couple things about what's going on in Ireland in case you didn't know. Um, and, and it involves some famous people, by the way. Irish police are investigating former UFC fighter Conor McGregor's tweets about Dublin riots. There have been riots in Dublin, and some of this has to do with the immigration that has allowed a lot of people, newcomers into Ireland, who don't necessarily share the values of the Irish people at large. And so these riots have broken out and Conor McGregor tweeted something about it. And now he's being investigated. 
which means that his right to free thought, his right to free speech is being looked into by the authorities. So what that does is that says to everyone in Ireland, I don't care if you're a big celebrity, I don't care who you are. If you suggest these things that we think are offensive, you could go to jail. You could be investigated. So you know what that does? That gets everybody to shut up, which is exactly what they want. And the other side of that is you could be compelled to say things that you don't believe, which is already happening here in the United States. Medical school graduations, you have to take this oath and say these you're compelled to say these things just to get your medical degree from certain schools, including, I think, the University of Minnesota, that you might not agree with. But they hold it over your head. They use the leverage of the degree to get you to say it. So whether you're being forced to shut up or forced to speak against your will, that's not free speech. And that's authoritarianism. That's where it starts. So you need to be very, very careful and look around what's happening in other places in the world. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Continuing with this Ireland story. Ireland anti-hate law pushed in the wake of Dublin riots could criminalize memes poses poses free speech concerns. And in fact, um, there is a Green Party senator named Pauline O'Reilly. We are restricting freedom for the common good. Listen to that again. We this is a quote. We are restricting freedom. For the common good. What this also tells you is they don't think you're grown up enough or um, strong enough internally to handle somebody's mean tweet or somebody's meme that you just can't handle it and you're going to be hurt. And I'm offended by that. Okay, you know what? We'll illegalize it then. We'll make it against the law to post such things so that you can feel okay and safe. I mean, come on. I want to read you her quote one more time. We are restricting freedom for the common good. That to me, that's, that's like a terrifying statement. Restricting freedom for the common good. Folks, you don't even want to dabble in that. That slope is slow. So slippery. I can't even say it. That is a slippery slope. That is, that should concern everyone in Ireland, everyone in Europe, and everyone in the West. This is the kind of stuff that happens in China, in Russia, 
in in countries that are run by dictators or authoritarians. We are restricting freedom for the common good. You can't say what you want to say because it'll benefit everybody if you just shut up. Oh. Um, nevertheless, the riots in Dublin have caused the government to go into warp drive to pass their proposed hate speech laws. Ireland already has laws on the books to stop criminal harassment and laws to stop the incitement of riots. Okay, so you've got that. But the proposed hate speech laws go much, much further to the point of criminalizing speech that a person has neither uttered nor published. Listen, a person could be arrested under these new laws for merely possessing speech, perhaps on his or her phone, that a judge deems offensive. So if you have something on your phone and you're caught with it somehow, and imagine how paranoid life would be if that's the case, and you're constantly looking over your shoulder, and a judge says, you know what, that's offensive, hate speech, you've broken the law, goodbye whatever restrictions uh, I'm going to put on you, I'm going to put on you. Some sources are already reporting that MMA superstar Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor, who vocally criticized the government's asylum and refugee policies during the riots, is being investigated by authorities. Interesting times ahead. We are restricting freedom for the common good. Remember how Ronald Reagan said the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, we're from the government and we're here to help, (laughs) which Secretary Cardona completely effed up the other day by saying, in the words of Ronald Reagan, we're from the government and we're here to help. No, 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 no. Anyway, these are terrifying words. How many there? We are restricting freedom for the common good. Eight. Those are eight hellishly terrifying words. It starts with speech, folks. It starts with the ability to express yourself. That's where freedom begins. Uh, This is, watch this one. This is going to get interesting. And speaking of free speech, the folks at Deadspin have their right to free speech. And because, thankfully, First, First Amendment, in this great country of ours, we have the right to say what we think about their free speech. I'm sure you've heard of this. This story has become massive. So Deadspin is this um, sort of ridiculous publication that does nothing but tear people to shreds, basically is what it does. Uh, Deadspin singles out a young Kansas City Chiefs fan, accusing him of wearing blackface. So there's a picture of this little boy. We're going to show it to you. And Deadspin showed it to you one way, where all you saw was the black part of his face paint. They refused to show the actual photo of him full on where he was half red, half black, because those are two of the Kansas city chiefs colors, just like Steelers fans paint their faces yellow and black because black and yellow, black and yellow. Those are the colors of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, Don't think I've ever heard anyone complain that a Pittsburgh Steelers fan was wearing blackface. But this little kid, he's a racist because he was in blackface, according to this Deadspin writer. So, first of all, it's false. You know, 
And this writer says um, that the NFL needs to speak up about this racism in the stands. The NFL needs to speak out against the Kansas City Chiefs fan in blackface and native headdress. They're doubling up on the racism. Are you going to say anything, Roger Goodell? Roger, I no longer cover the NFL, so I'm going to say this. Leave this kid alone. You're looking at the pictures, folks. We've got many of them. It takes a lot to disrespect two groups of people at once. But on Sunday afternoon in Las Vegas, a Kansas City Chiefs fan found a way to hate black people and the Native Americans at the same time. It was as if John Gruden's emails had come to life. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, So this kid is like five years old. And as it turns out, He's Native American. And they thought that wearing the headdress and painting his face red and black was doubling down on the racism. He's anti-black and he's anti-Indian, Native American. So the image of a Chiefs fan in blackface wearing a Native headdress during a road game leads to so many unanswered questions. Why did the camera person give this fan the attention? Why did the producer allow that camera angle to be aired at all? Is that a fan, kid slash teenager or young adult? Despite their age, who taught that person that what they were wearing was appropriate? These answers to all of those questions lead back to the NFL. While it isn't the league's responsibility to stop racism and hate from being taught in the home, they are a league that has relentlessly participated in prejudice. If the NFL had outlawed the chop at Chiefs games, and had been more aggressive in changing the team's names, then we wouldn't be here. So what's come to light since this whole Deadspin article was published was, number one, the the child is a descendant of Native Americans. Number two, there's a picture of him doing the tomahawk chop, and then the camera pans from the little kid over to the sidelines of the Chiefs, where a number of Black players start going along with him with the tomahawk chop. So clearly they were terribly offended by this little boy. There's no place for a franchise to be called the Chiefs in a league that's already eradicated Redskins. You know, Chief to me is a pretty powerful word in a good way. When you're the Chief, you're sort of that, you're the Tip of the spear, as it were. You're the head honcho. You're the man or woman. You're the chief operating officer. Are they now going to say you can't call someone a a CEO, a chief operating officer, a chief marketing officer, a chief operating officer? Are they going to take that word out of our language? Are they they going to compel us to eliminate language? Chief doesn't just apply to Native Americans, although in this case, clearly it does. But a chief is a person of power, a person of strength, a person of wisdom. So I'd like to know what's wrong with that name. This guy, uh, and and I'm wondering whether or not to say his name, but I think I have to because he he deserves to take a lot of crap for this. His name is Karan J. Phillips. And boy, is he taking crap for this. And you've you've singled out a five-year-old boy and decided to amplify his image as a person of racist uh, qualities. I hope they sue the you-know-what out of Deadspin. 
All right. Um, there's no pretty way to mascot people. Amanda Blackhorse, a Native American activist and organizer of a pregame protest rally, told USA Today Sports earlier this year. This is what happens when you ban books, stand against critical race theory, and try to erase centuries of hate. You give future generations the ammunition they need to evolve and recreate racism better than before. Okay, uh, how many times do we have to discuss that books aren't banned? They're not. You can find any of the books that are being mentioned in this thing anywhere you want. Just maybe not in an elementary school library shelf because they're not appropriate. So the banning books thing is a lie, and I just hate that they continue to propagate it knowing that it's not true. So there's that. And then critical race theory. Again, all these critical theories are you're either oppressed or you're the, you're the oppressor. You're one of the two. You're not anything in between. And there are only two kinds of people in the world oppressed and oppressors. That's it. I think people are so tired of this, but you got to speak up and, oh, but you know what? If you do, then you're, you're a racist. Yeah. So, um, this goes on and now, now so many people fortunately are, are, speaking up on behalf of this young boy and on behalf of what he did and how this is silly. I don't know, man. I, I, there's so much going on in the world that is awful that we've detailed that is heinous, that is awful, but so much division in this country has been propagated by this, this, this framework of oppressed versus oppressor. And it's based on immutable characteristics. The color of your skin determines how far you will go in life, determines whether you're oppressed or oppressor. It, this toothpaste is so far out of the tube. I'm really genuinely worried. And I just hope there are enough grownups in the room in this country to try to bridge this gap. Cause I think what people are being sold in this whole, um, this whole framework is, it's just not, not truth. It's not truth. And I, I would say, if you don't believe me, maybe take a listen to Chuck Schumer's speech today. Maybe take a listen to that. Yeah. There are a lot of divisive people in this country, in this world. Um, well, we have better find a way to understand truth so that when you see people suggesting that what's going on with this little boy is racism, when you see people suggesting that hate speech is, should be outlawed, that you can't have a meme on your phone if you want to, if you think it's interesting or funny or whatever you think of it, when you see people that want to divide the country based on whether or not Hunter Biden's in front of cameras or not. When you see all of this happening and you see people denying publicly that October 7th actually happened, or they say that it was at the hands of the IDF. We are in a world of hurt because we are denying facts, we are denying truth, we are denying rights, we are denying freedom, we are denying liberty, and we're denying justice 
And so people that call this all about this, you know, climate justice, social justice, all of these things, I think are distorting the word justice. Bending it to their own whims, their own aims. When some people get away with crimes and others don't. When we have just rampant crime and no leadership really anywhere to be seen in this country. I, I really do think that's what's at the root of so many of the issues that we're seeing. So many of these high school dramas, these high school protests, these frick killings at high schools. Students killing each other because they think they can get away with it. Because they're being told you have the right to resist your oppressor. Palestine had the right to do what it did. By the way, it wasn't Palestine. It was Hamas, which is a terrorist organization, people. It's a terrorist organization. If you really wanted peace and freedom for Palestine, you'd want Hamas gone. Uh, it's exhausting. But courage is what's required at a time like this. So as I always say, be brave. Don't just fall in line with people who are speaking on TikTok. Do a little homework and do a little good at the same time. Smile at people, thank people, tell them you appreciate them. Choose not to be offended. And maybe little by little, we can climb our way out of this mess we are in right now. So be brave, do good, and we'll see you next time. When you think about it, all law, all legislation is about the restriction of freedom. That's exactly what we're doing here, is we are restricting freedom, but we're doing it for the common good. You will see throughout our constitution, yes, you have rights, but they are restricted for the common good. Everything needs to be balanced. And if your views on other people's identities go to make their lives unsafe, insecure, and cause them such deep discomfort that they cannot live in peace, then I believe that it is our job as legislators to restrict those freedoms for the common good. You know, we're going to set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available. Um, as uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. Um, there's, there are resources there, there's technical assistance there, and there's a playbook that could support the work you're doing. Count on us as a partner in this. Our students are waiting. Thank you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.